Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website, c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. So this morning, this morning uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak about something that I, I think that from time to time we all grapple with and struggle with. And, and that thing is the calling on our life. And, and if you're like me, I believe that, that what you may have been through, because I have, is this thing of this, the, this battle and asking all these questions, you know, God, what, what do you want me to do? What am I here for, God? What, you know, should I go this way? Should I go that way? Is this the right decision to make? Is this the wrong decision to make? If I do this, is it going to... Is it going to hurt our relationship or, you know, and, and, and I've, I've grappled from time to time with this thing about what God has called me to. And, and I've been from time to time a little bit nervous about, like, is this actually what we, uh, I've just picked up someone else's thing here. Am I, am I going down the right track? And what I've found and, and, and what I've kind of, what I believe now is that, is that God calls us to things that we love. God calls us to things that we're passionate about, things that we're skilled at and gifted at. And, and so it's when something comes up, as, as scary and as daunting as it may be, it's not too unfamiliar. And it's not, it's like it's scary but exciting at the same time. Am I right? Like jumping off a cliff. It's scary, but it's exciting at the same time. And, and so this morning, I, I just want to share with you two things. That um, two things that I believe um, will help you walk into your calling and move into your calling. And uh, so, start off with in, in Mark chapter one, we see Jesus and he is walking along the shores of the lake. And I love little side note. I just love how so often when we see Jesus in the in the Gospels, he's moving. I like that. I like that. He's not stagnant. He's moving. He's on a journey. So we see Jesus walking, and, and he calls out to Simon Peter. Two names, super confusing. Peter, just keep one name, make it simple. So he calls out to Peter, and he says, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. It's awesome that, that right here we see Jesus call Peter, a fisherman, to become fishers of men. You see, he's taken the things that he's gifted and skilled at, the things that he knows, and he's turning it around to say, not only are you going to be skilled at catching fish, but for my kingdom, you're going to become fishers of men. Similar skills. Turn to build the kingdom. First point that I want to make today is, it's in that little statement right at the start. It says, it says follow me and I will make you. Follow me and I will make you. Point number one, follow Jesus. You see, as we follow Jesus and we build a relationship with him and we start to walk with him, because he's always moving, like I said, we walk with him, we're on a journey and as we build relationship with him, 
He can develop us and he can mold us and he can make us into that thing that we're not. One thing that I constantly struggle with when, when I'm asked to do things, when I'm asked to speak, is, is I struggle with the fact that I'm not qualified. <laughs> I, I didn't go to a Bible college. In fact, I didn't really finish school. It took me like 12 years to get my building apprenticeship, so I'm like qualified to swing a hammer. That's about it. But, but it's not my qualifications that make me and lead me into my calling. It's my relationship with Jesus. It's the follow me and I will make you. It's him that makes us. It's him that qualifies us. I mean, I've got I to gotta be honest here. I, uh, I really uh, don't like those uh, like little Christian sayings. Yeah. Like uh, fancy little Christian quotes. I don't, I don't like them. I find them a little bit cheesy. But there's one which is actually incredibly re- relevant. <laughs> and I've got to admit, I've got to admit that like, oh, okay, it's true. Uh, has anybody ever heard the statement that, that God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called? Man, sounds so cheesy, but so true. So true. Church, we've got to stop discounting ourselves on the fact that we don't believe that we're qualified and we need to start believing in a Jesus that makes us and start taking those steps. See, what I like here is that Jesus calls Peter to relationship. Follow me. He doesn't call him to an experience. He doesn't call him to, he says, follow me and I will make you. See, we are so often in our kind of modern times, we're so often looking for experience. And, and if that experience is good or bad, our minds are made up in an instant. You walk into a cafe. My sister-in-law knows this. You walk into a cafe and, and maybe the service isn't great. Instantly your mind is made up. I had a bad experience, therefore it is a bad cafe. I, you know, and, and we, we just make our minds up. It's like in an instant, if the experience isn't good, then... I'm not into it. If the experience works out, well, then maybe I'll just seek it a bit further. But God isn't calling Peter to the experience. He's calling him to the relationship first. Actually, build relationship with me, and then we'll see what happens. And I will make you. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Point number one, follow me. Follow Jesus. Not me. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. He will make you. Point number two is is one that I struggle with a little bit in the natural. And, And that's we need to be obedient. And that obedience leads us into our calling. And and because one thing that I I I know and that I understand is that obedience hurts. It's a little bit uncomfortable. It's not super pleasant all the time. Sometimes I naturally just want to break the rules, but actually being obedient is a little bit helpful as much as it hurts. And, and what about when we get, that, we get that nudge from the Holy Spirit? 
Hey? What about in the supermarket line when you get that nudge from the Holy Spirit? Is it comfortable? Is it easy to take that step? Not always. Not always. See, I think obedience, we all know deep down that obedience kind of leads to something good. There's a reason why as parents you set rules and you want your kids to be obedient because you're trying to guide them in a certain direction. We all know and we all understand that, but still when the nudge comes, it's hard. We know it's good on the other side, but it is still hard and uncomfortable in that moment. And it is the church today, I think, that we often we get mixed up a little bit and we kind of think that Jesus is all about comfort. Like, I became a Christian, so it would be comfortable. And I think sometimes we've lost the, missed the point there. Sure, Jesus brings peace, but it's not only peace. He brings peace despite the circumstance. In the midst of the circumstance and the moment and the uncomfortability, there's peace. He doesn't take away those things, but his peace reigns over those things. And... In fact, I heard it said, I was, I was sitting in a friend's church last week, and, and, and I heard it said, he said this, he said, if it was all about us being comfortable, Jesus would have never gone to the cross, because that wasn't very comfortable. And in fact, in, in, in the Gospels, just before Jesus goes to the cross, we, we see it written that, that Jesus asked God for an out. Three times he prayed. Three times he prayed. He said, if this can be taken away from me, if there's another way about this, maybe with a little less pain and a little less anger, if there's another way we can do this, God, should we do it that way? But then in the same, just the statement afterwards, he says this, not my will, but yours be done. So here we see this discomfort. And, 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 and Jesus is just wanting, he wants an out. He's wanting to find another way. But the statement following says, in just absolute obedience, not my will, but yours. He could be obedient in that moment because he saw beyond that moment. He saw beyond that very moment of pain to what was going to happen. He knew that's what he was there for. And in churches, we come into these moments, these uncomfortable moments where we're being called to obey. Church, we need to look forward and look beyond those moments beyond those things, that uncomfortability to seeing us walking into our calling and to seeing blessing come. Man, Jesus went to the cross and because of what he has won on the cross, we get to live in that blessing today. You see, as we walk into our calling and we walk through that obedience, blessing comes, not just for us, but for the world around us. Come on, your workplaces, families, 
friends, blessing will come at the end of your obedience. Church, we're going to look at some scripture just up on the screen in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11, it's about the, you know, the heroes of our faith. And we're just going to look at two really quickly this morning. Hebrews 11 verse 8, it says, By faith Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, he did what? He obeyed and he went. Even though he did not know where he was going, by faith he made his home in the promised land as a stranger in a foreign country. Not very comfortable, right? He lived in tents. Also not comfortable. As did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward. He was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder was God. See, I love this. Abraham responded in obedience to what God had called him to do. And what got him through that uncomfortability, that time as a foreigner in another nation, what, living in tents? I mean, maybe that was the norm, but it's pretty uncomfortable now. He continually looked forward to what God had in store with him. And in fact, we we see Abraham, he didn't even live to see the promise. He didn't live to see the full blessing that was received and outworked because of his obedience. And here again, further in chapter 11, verse 24, it says, By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, he refused to be known as the son of the Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. There we go. He chose uncomfortability. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. See, we see one thing that these guys knew is that even through the uncomfortable times, they were able to look ahead to the blessing. They were able to look ahead to what was going to happen. And once again, we, we see Moses, he didn't, he didn't make it all the way. But because of his obedience, generations beyond him were able to live in that blessing. Church, what's at the end of your obedience today? See, who, who is going to be able to enter into that blessing at the end of your obedience today? Follow me and I will make you. Be obedient. Be obedient. I think... Um, One thing that you might be asking right now is, is, is 
this is great. God's going to make me. If I'm obedient, I can walk into this. I, I can walk into my calling. I can walk into this blessing. But where am I called to? And, and I know that some of us sit in this place and we, we know. We, we have a clear picture. We have, we've been given these, these dreams. We've had people speak into and over our lives and, 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 and we've heard the voice of God and he's pointed us in a certain direction. I want to encourage you, if that's not you this morning and that, that you are unsure, you're like, well, where's God calling me to? I don't know. And you're in that unknown state. I want to encourage you first, God has called you. That he has called you to something that is going to build his kingdom. You have got skills and giftings in your life that fit into the puzzle, that fit into the body. There's, there's people in here who have got skills and giftings that I don't have and that I can't do, that Pastor Ryan doesn't have, that Briley doesn't have. There's people with these skills and giftings that can fill these gaps. And that can reach people that we can't reach. God has called you. See, the at the end of at the end of the this message this morning, we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna provide a time where we can if you haven't if you haven't had that solid knowing in your spirit that you haven't seen that picture, you don't know what you're called to, we're going to have some time, we're going to pray. I believe God's going to speak over your life and that you can leave, leave this place walking in, in, in a direction that you know, you know that you know that you know God has called you in, that God has called you in. See, I get excited when I look around the room and I see all of these faces and I see all of these different giftings and, and, and skills. I see different people, people called to different people groups, different age groups. You see, I believe that in this room we've got everything covered. <laughs> see, that God has you in this place for a reason because he's calling you to even greater. He's going to take those skills and those, those giftings that you have and he's going to flip them around to build his kingdom. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.